Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortenball. This is episode 90, more specifically, part two of our Masters Primer coverage. Now, if you're just checking us out today, I highly suggest going back and listening to episode 89. Brady Cannon, one of the best golf minds in the business down in Las Vegas, joined me on the program, episode 89, to discuss some of the key golfers to bet on and bet against in the 2018 Masters. Today, we're going to go back to Las Vegas, specifically the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook, where we're going to speak with odds maker Jeff Sherman. Jeff does all the golf odds for the Westgate Las Vegas. I've known him for a long time. The guy is razor sharp when it comes to the four-round matchups, to the majors. He knows these guys inside and out. Not literally, of course. That would be creepy, but figuratively. He studies this stuff as much as anyone, and it's been really challenging trying to get him on the pod this week because everybody has been trying to talk to him because they know he's that great a source of information. So we'll head to Vegas in just a few minutes. A reminder for later in the week, we'll be back with episode 91, focusing on this week's UFC card. Still working out some details on who our special guest will be. But for right now, Sit back and relax as we head out to Las Vegas. Hey, me, people. Go back to your shanties. To Las Vegas we go. Golf odds maker and manager at the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook, the best book in the business, Jeff Sherman, joining us here on the Sharp 600. Jeff, it's always a pleasure. We appreciate the time. Let me lead off with this. For you, as a golf odds maker and someone who loves the sport as much as anyone I know, what does this week mean for you? Is this your Super Bowl week? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. You know, I put in, and basically, it's a two-and-a-half-week process, uh, getting everything prepared, the computer set up, trying to figure out what props I'm going to come up with, uh, especially with you have Tiger in such uh, such good form right now. Um, and it this one is the most anticipated Masters that, or any major that I can remember in 25 years of doing this. So I ended up expanding, expanding the wagering menu. I've got 100 propositions. Uh, and, and as opposed to 40, which I normally do for the Masters, we have over 90 props. I just put up 50 first-round matchups. Uh, there, you know, we have every golfer listed in the field for the outright market. So our packet is, I believe, uh, 13 pages long. So it's really a mini Super Bowl, and I, I could have kept going if I had more time. <laughs> okay, let's begin with that portion of the analysis. Tiger Woods being back in the field, not only back in the field, but the fact that he's looked good as of late. What has that meant for wagering? As we build up to the final few hours here before the start of the first round, how has this year's wagering in terms of volume compared with previous years? Well, I just looked uh, in relation to last year. We're about 40% greater already with still today to uh, finish up plus in-progress wagering. And uh, I, I attribute about 30% of that alone to Tiger Woods himself. In the past uh, 10 years, since the last time he won the U.S. Open in 2008, we've seen about a 20% uh, uptick in handle in tournaments he's been involved in versus ones he, he hadn't been. Uh, but this year and the ones that he's been playing, it's been about a 30% increase. So you can tell what his positive form does. It adds even more to it for uh, people's interest. And then you throw in the mix of so many of the good young golfers and popular golfers are playing well. Uh, this is as wide open as I can remember with so many storylines, the resurgence of Phil Mickelson, Bubba Watson playing well. So uh, you couldn't even uh, draw anything more up to, uh, to add to what's going on right now. And it's going to be hard to beat this one in upcoming years. 
Do you think this could be a record handle for you when it comes to Masters wagering? Uh, it already is, and it's uh, it's the largest that we've ever handled on any golf tournament that I've booked in 25 years. Damn, that is good news. Business is booming. Um, let's stick with Tiger Woods. How are the public and the professionals betting him? I'd imagine the public likes him this week. How are the professionals viewing Tiger's chances? Yeah, there's no doubt the public is, is supporting him. He's number one in our ticket count and number three in our money wagered. Uh, and he, he's by a wide margin in the ticket count, so that's telling in itself. Uh, and, you know, we opened him at 100-1 to last August right after the PGA Championship, not knowing if he was going to be healthy enough to even tee it up. But uh, he's seen steady support, got as low as 8-1. to He's back to 12-1, to uh, co-favorites uh, behind Spieth and Justin Thomas at 10-1. to And, you know, the interesting thing is he's in many matchups and propositions, and the Sharps have not been fading him at all. And he's reasonably priced against some of the top guys. So uh, they're not on him, but they're also not fading him. Posted odds, you said you have him 12 to 1. Obviously, you have to take a variety of factors into account with that money wagered, liability, things of that nature. If you were talking about true odds, do you see him down around 12 to 1, or is it perhaps a little bit higher? No, if we didn't have the liability that we do, and he is our largest liability. Uh, he'd probably be about 18 to 20 to 1 in that range, right near like a Jason Day, uh, Ricky Fowler, John Rahm type for, for performance base if there was no liability that the books have. Now, you said he leads in ticket count, but he's third in terms of total money wagered. Who are the top two guys in terms of money wagered? Uh, currently, Ricky Fowler is number one, and Justin Thomas is number two. And, you know, just over the years, Ricky Fowler's been so highly supported in majors because he's come close and. You know, he's one of the guys they talk about, the next one that's supposed to win a major. You know, Sergio won it last year at Augusta. But Ricky Fowler's the one that uh, everyone's hoping gets one of these next ones, and uh, they've been supporting him throughout. Personally, how do you feel about Fowler? It seems like any time analysis starts for any major, you only get a couple minutes in before you start hearing about Ricky's name. Is he the best golfer to have not won a major? Is this the time he finally breaks through? What do you think of his chances this week at Augusta? Well, I think his odds are lower than what they should be just because of how much betting support that he's getting. Uh, you know, he just, he just come off a 43rd place last week at Houston where he looked good early on but kind of faded in that field. And, uh, you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you had Jordan Spieth that really charged and even finished up his 72nd hole with a long birdie putt. And that's the one thing that he was having issues with. And that brought his status down to co-favorite at 10-1 to with his Augusta history. But Ricky Fowler, to me, looks like a bit of an outsider. I know the Sharps have been fading him in matchups, so they don't believe he's going to do that well this week. What do you make of Bubba, Ma- Bubba Watson, Bubba Masters? Well, that's I, believe it or not, I actually have friends who they hold an event every year called the Bubba Masters, named after an individual named Bubba. Certainly doesn't have the game like Watson. But for Bubba Watson, who's won twice here, what do you make of his chances this week? He's certainly a horse for the course. Are a lot of people supporting him? Uh, a lot of people are supporting him. He's number three in ticket count right now. Uh, but the thing about Bubba, it's really interesting. You know, he before he won at Riviera, where he had a good history there, he was as high as fifty to one, and he wasn't seeing any support at all up until that point. And then he won the, the match play, and he's all the way down to sixteen to one now, and he's still getting highly supported. But if you go back and look at his Augusta history, he's got the two wins, but outside of that, most of his finish positions are in thirtieth place and higher. So he's pretty much an all or nothing when it comes to Augusta. Uh, yeah, obviously he's in good form as as well as he's played in a while, and that's why people are supporting him. 
but it wouldn't surprise me if uh, he didn't threaten that much this week. A lot of people, the names always come up. Jason Day, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth. We know about the top of the field, but have you seen or made any big adjustments to the odds on guys who might be a little lesser known? Maybe some guys who are sitting out there 80 to one who have taken some money from some smart minds that have made you, you know, make a serious adjustment there. Well, we've gotten a lot of adjustments upwards, but as far as uh, shortening our odds, um, you know, Tommy Fleetwood's been one that he's been supported. He opened 60, 80 to one range. He's down to 30 to one. Uh, we've seen a lot based on his play over the year. Uh, some of the guys a little bit higher, like Ryan Moore, he was 125 to 100 to one or 150 to one, and now he's down to 100 to one. And some of the sharp players have been supporting him, along with Russell Henley too. He was over 100 to one. Now he's currently sitting at 100 to one, but he's seen a little bit of sharp play in the outright market. Conversely, big names, are there any you're adjusting in the opposite direction? Guys who are being faded, guys who aren't taking any money whatsoever. Well, Adam Scott's the first one that comes to mind because he opened, uh, I believe it was 30 or 30 to 1 is what I opened him last August. He's all the way up to 60 to 1 because he's played golf so infrequently now that he's uh, become more family-oriented with having two kids recently. Uh, he's not getting much betting support, so he's all the way up to 60 to 1 even though he's won at Augusta before. Uh, Thomas Peters, he opened 40 to 1. He's drifted to 60 to 1. And uh, one-time master champion Charles Schwartzel. Uh, I opened him at 60 to one because of his Augusta history, but he's seen absolutely minimal betting support, and I've eased him all the way out to 150 to one. What's the market showing for Phil Mickelson? Uh, he's holding steady at 16 to one right now, and there's really no need to fluctuate that because he's consistently getting support at that number, and it's nothing overwhelming that's putting a dent into a how we stand on him, but uh, it's it's been pretty consistent. From a props perspective, I know you put up a lot of offerings such as finishing position, maybe over under top 10 for Ricky Fowler, over under top 20 for Tiger Woods, bets of this nature. Have any of these caught any particular attention, you know, maybe more attention than you were expecting? Well, the one thing I, I tried with this Masters was to simplify it and expand it. So what I did was I took 20-some golfers and did Will they finish top five, yes or no? Will they finish top 10, or will they finish top 20? So we have variations of all those rather than the traditional uh, finish positions that I had had. So we have a price associated with these uh, top five, top 10, and top 20s. And we've seen uh, support on Tiger to finish top 20. Uh, We've seen uh, support against some of the top golfers to finish top 10, such as Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, and Jordan Spieth. So the Sharps are slightly fading those guys not to finish in the top 10. Now, I know you set prices at the Westgate, but if you're going to get any action down, you might shop around town, go somewhere else. I'm not looking for the whole portfolio, but are there any maybe four-round matchups that caught your eye around town that you jumped on? Uh, Well, I played uh, Paul Casey against Bubba Watson. I'm really high on Casey this week. Justin Rose and Paul Casey are my two outrights that I went pretty well in on. Uh, but Paul Casey has always been good to me in matchups. He's, you know, one thing you want to look for is consistency among golfers. It's really hard to find, but he's one that he doesn't often win, even though he won recently. But he's usually around the top ten, and he's got a really strong Augusta history. So I was looking to go on Paul Casey this week. Uh, my best one is Paul Casey over Bubba Watson. As you study the weather patterns and the the waves, you have the guys who tee off Thursday morning, they play Friday afternoon. The guys who tee off Thursday afternoon, they'll tee off Friday morning. Do you see an edge for one wave over the other, or is it relatively negligible this year? Yeah, just 
recently looked at the weather conditions, and between Thursday and Friday, it doesn't look like there's anything that's going to differentiate anybody. Uh, we might get a little bit come the weekend. On Saturday, there might be some uh, some thunderstorm issues or, or whatnot, but the winds look pretty consistent Thursday and Friday and not much of a difference. When it's all said and done, if you were to throw one or two names out there for donning the green jacket, who do you like? Well, I'd have to go with who I just mentioned, uh, Justin Rose and Paul Casey. Beautiful. Those are the two that, that i got to get behind, and I expect one of them to really be competing on Sunday for it based on their Augusta history and how they're playing right now. If you are ever in Las Vegas, go check this guy in the shop out. It's the best in the business. Golf odds maker, super book manager at the Westgate Las Vegas. You can check him out on Twitter at Golf Odds, where you'll get odds on everything. The Super Bowl updates, the NBA Finals updates. It is one of the most resourceful Twitter handles you can find. We've also got it mentioned in the bio of this pod. Jeff Sherman joining us in the Sharp 600. Jeff, I know you're busy this week. Your time is greatly appreciated. Good luck with everything, and hopefully we can talk soon. All right, thanks, Joe. By the way. Thanks for dressing up. Hey, if I saw myself in clothes like those, I'd have to kick my own ass. Boom. And just like that, it's a wrap. Big shout-out to Jeff Sherman at the Westgate Superbook in Las Vegas. Dynamite information. As well as to our good friend Brady Cannon for joining us in Episode 89. We are dialed in for this year's installment of the Masters. And it's interesting to hear those two on the same side when it comes to quite a few golfers. Let's see how that plays out in Georgia over the weekend. We're back later this week with a UFC preview, but for right now, everybody, be well and best of luck.